This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. Hi there, g'day, and welcome to this episode of The Settlement Guide, a series where we help you navigate life in Australia. Whether you arrived today, have been living here for years, whether you were born in Australia or you're planning to move here shortly, this series is for you. My name is Claudiana Blanco, and I came to live in Sydney more than a decade ago, and I'm still learning about life down under every day. Today we will explore why learning how to swim is a must for kids in Australia. Children under five are most at risk of drowning, with an average of 23 deaths and more than 180 hospitalizations annually across Australia. Helping your child become a strong swimmer is vital, especially when living in a place where engaging with water activities is common. In Australia, regardless of age or prior experience, there are options available for children to develop the skills required. So it is really important when parents are looking for a swim school or a swim program that it includes both swimming and water safety skills. So things like learning to float, learning to go underwater, how to rescue uh, someone without putting yourself in danger, and also knowing who to go to and, and who to call. Let's get started. Whether it's at the beach, a river, a lake, or at your local pool, being and playing around water is an integral part of growing up down under. Sadly, though, child drownings occur every year. 2022 saw a concerning rise in children presenting to Sydney hospitals after a drowning incident. This prompted a renewed warning from experts at the Sydney Children's Hospitals Network and New South Wales Ambulance. Parents need to be aware of the risks, especially during the summer season, says Dr. S. V. Sundapan, a trauma surgeon at the Children's Hospital at Westmead in Western Sydney. You know, warm season, people like to be in water, understandable. You know, Australia is a water-loving country. We love our water sports, uh, beaches and pools. And so we just want to make sure we're there in time to remind people to keep the children safe on water. Most times we think this won't happen to me. We should not have that attitude. This can happen to anyone, particularly in this young age group. All you need is a momentary loss of supervision. Drowning is the leading cause of death for children under five in Australia. Dr. Sundapan says young children may experience health consequences after near drowning incidents. The unique thing about children in this age group is that when this happens, it's very silent. You know, they just go underwater silently. There's no splashing, which is why it's very, very important to be aware of this and keep an eye on your children when they are in water. We obviously know if you're there underwater for three minutes or longer, you're likely to have significant neurological damage. But even a short period can have an effect on the learning abilities of a child. 
Stacy Pigeon is the national manager for research and policy at Royal Lifesaving. She says key drowning prevention factors include active supervision, knowledge of CPR and first aid skills for parents, and restricting access to water for young children. Miss Pigeon says water safety should be an essential component of swimming lessons for all age groups. So it is really important when parents are looking for a swim school or a swim program that it includes both swimming and water safety skills. So things like learning to float, learning to go underwater, how to rescue、uh, someone without putting yourself in danger, and also knowing who to go to and and who to call, whether or not that's triple zero or going to the lifesavers. The National Swimming and Water Safety Framework outlines a comprehensive list of skills that children should be developing according to their age. Benchmarks cover both the ability to swim a certain distance and acquiring water safety and survival skills. Three key benchmarks, but the big one is by the age of twelve, a child should be able to swim fifty meters, float for two minutes, and also perform a rescue and a survival sequence with clothes on. There are benchmarks also for six-year-olds, and then once you turn seventeen as well. But really, we want to make sure that kids, by the time they leave primary school, have those key skills. Across the country, the school curriculum offers children the opportunity to go through a swimming and water safety program at some point in their primary school education. But according to Brendan Ward, CEO of the Australian Swimming Coaches and Teachers Association, children can start familiarising with water much earlier. Water familiarisation can start from as young as six months old. In fact, many swim schools are starting even earlier than that, and that's about getting the children comfortable in the water and getting them to a stage when they get those foundation skills. They're ready to learn. So, from about three to four years of age is a really great time when kids are starting to really build those foundation skills around water safety and learning to swim and floating and those sorts of things. Mr. Ward says parents have an active role in helping their children become safe. Swimmers. You know, I know certainly for the children that I've seen learning to swim, and my children, you build routines so that they know that they can't get in the water unless they've got their swimming costumes on. They know that they can't get in the water unless there's an adult with them, and so you can start to build those、uh, routines and an awareness from quite a young age. But I guess the other thing is that. Parents actually need to be able to have confidence and competence in the water to be a good supervisor. Dr. Sundapan estimates that roughly one in five children involved in a drowning incident are from a culturally diverse background. As someone who took swimming lessons in Australia as an adult, he encourages both parents and children get involved in the learning experience as early as possible. After coming to Australia, I did some lessons just to be able to float a little bit in water. So it's likely there are many people like that from culturally diverse backgrounds where the parent cannot swim. But luckily in Australia, we can get children into the water in a safe environment. There are classes available from infancy onwards. So you know, starting early is actually good because when they're living here, they are likely to come across water bodies and involve themselves in water activities. Miss Pigeon suggests parents take advantage of state and territory sports vouchers for their children's swimming lessons.
For example, in New South Wales, where there's active kids vouchers, they can be used for swimming lessons. The first lap vouchers in New South Wales are for three to six-year-olds to access swimming and water safety lessons. And then the Northern Territory also offers swimming uh, vouchers for children under the age of five as well. As with any activity, enrolling a child in swim lessons requires some research. Mr Ward shares some advice on key criteria to look for. Certainly be looking to make sure that the swim school has got qualified teachers, make sure that those teachers have got a reputable accreditation. And that could be Royal Lifesaving Society, Oswim, Swim Australia. There are a number of different providers of those qualifications. And I think the other thing to look for is, does it suit your values? Does the swim school present itself well? Does it look clean and tidy? A number of swim schools have got testimonials on their websites. There's lots of things to look for, but yeah, I'd say probably the qualified teachers is the main thing. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Settlement Guide, written and produced by Zoe Thomaidu and hosted by me, Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide Managing Editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio. 